Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Frugal Snobs podcast, the award-winning on-demand audio experience that has never won an award, but that could all change. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play Music, or check us out on Stitcher or TuneIn Radio. Find out more by visiting frugalsnobs.com. While you're there, be sure to help out the project by taking the Podtrack survey, directly donating via PayPal, or by doing your Amazon shopping through the Frugal Snobs associate link. We also invite you to follow us on Twitter at Frugal Snobs or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Frugal Snobs. And now, on to the episode. Hey everybody, Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. Brock Snobs, say hello. Hello. And welcome everybody for the heavily anticipated episode 130 yes. of the Frugal Snobs podcast. We have been busy. Understatement. Very very busy. Yes. Do you like that, that effect? Yes. Very busy. So, all right, folks. So, I'm just going to go ahead and preface this with, um, we're basically going to keep this open around 10 to 15 minutes, but then really get into the second part of the podcast, which is just an interview with Christina. So, we've been busy the past few weeks. Um, we went and took care of a book signing and a con for you. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, but it is uh, Sunday, September 2nd, 2018. So it is Labor Day weekend, and last night, your Penn State Nittany Lions won. Barely. True. Against Appalachia oh, State. A win is a win. W's a W. Yes. W. Scored, what, two touchdowns in the last 90 seconds of the game? Yes. <laughs> After they were trailing. That's oh, right. my gosh. And my North Texas Mean Green annihilated Southern Methodist University. 42 to 26, I believe. Wow. 42. Of course, our next opponent is the University of the Incarnate Word. Ooh, I'm scared. <laughs> That's right, brother, brother. Anyway, so a uh, little bit of action, college football. Good to see football's back also. Week one's coming up on September 9th, I believe. Yes. So, And that's also a date for your signing. Yes. So you have a signing coming up. We'll talk about that here in a minute as well. So, uh, folks, basically the last few weeks, we've been busy with essentially um, Christina's efforts for her books. Um, and beyond that, really just working, just hanging out, and just trying to get through life. Fair? Yeah. So, we, we didn't forget about everybody, though. We have a few videos that have come out on YouTube, and we're going to be bringing out more videos. We'll talk about that here in a second. But, we want to talk about our savings, quick product review for the Cheez-It Duo. Yes. And we'll talk about our videos, and then also get into the, the uh, second part of the podcast, which is basically an interview with Christina that I conducted that kind of breaks down her books and gives a little more detail to folks who've been talking about it. But we haven't really gone over it. Gone over it and gone into depth. So, all right, folks. So, uh, savings. We've saved on average the past few weeks. Um, haven't really been grocery shopping that much. No, it's been busy. But um, and we've been going through what we have. We stocked up a lot over the course of the past year or so. So we're finally going through a lot of that stuff. But over the past couple of weeks, I think just this weekend alone, we saved twenty four dollars and change. Yes, not bad. Now, as part of that, we uh, picked up somehow Christina miraculously. For 50 cents, picked up how many? Five. Yo Play yogurts, right? Yeah, Yo Play Q's. Yo Q's, right? Yeah. Yo Q yogurts. Folks, these things are $1.50 US a piece. And they're a small container. Yes. Literally a few ounces, I would assume. Like five ounces, maybe? They're tiny. 5.7, yeah. Yeah, they're tiny. But they're packed protein. Yes. So you picked up those. You picked up how many for 50 cents? Five. 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 That's a dime a piece. Yeah, a dime, and they're usually a dollar fifty. It was like ninety-five percent savings there. Dollar 
fitting. And you got them for a dime. Yes. We also picked up some Duncan Hines frosting. Icing, frosting, same thing, right? Yes. So picked up uh, two pouches of frosting slash icing. We're going to be using the cream cheese. Yes. Frosting, icing, what have you, uh, in a protein carrot cake. So we're going to be making carrot cake what? Cupcakes? Yes. Carrot cupcakes. Yes. It's going to be delicious. So we're looking forward to that. <laughs> So we were also looking forward to, and Christina, more so than myself, and she coaxed me into it, uh, another item that we saved on, uh, five boxes of Cheez-It snacks from Sunshine, right? Cheez-It, yes. right? Traditional Cheez-It. Now, one of the boxes of Cheez-Its, they were buy two, get three free, folks. So you paid two bucks a box for these. Yes. Not bad, considering they're like four fifty, five bucks a box. Yes, five dollars a box, four ninety nine. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Anyway... We had to break into one of the boxes, the duos. It was just haunting me as I stared at it. <laughs> no, folks. I was doing a review for the Holland 1839, which will be released on YouTube uh, within the week. Now, as I'm doing this review for this brew, I'm mentioning the things that the brew can actually be partnered with or paired with uh, if you enjoy it with food. Peanuts, pretzels, tortilla chips, and Christina chimes in, and Cheez-Its, all because you were looking at the box while we were recording it. Yes. The review, that is. So, wow. So we had to break open the box, of course, to satisfy Christina's uh, curiosity? Yes. With um, this particular duo. It's delicious. It, it essentially, folks, truly is a duo. Now, some of the duos from Cheez-It you will see as a one cracker, but one side, one flavor, one side, the other. Yeah. Right? Like one side a pretzel, one side cheese. No. These things are awesome because they're the standard puffed up cheese at cracker. A little bit bigger than the average cheese at cracker. And then they also come with separate crackers in the same box for the bacon flavor. Oof. Christina just wants a box of bacon. bacon. Can I get a box of bacon, please? So, <laughs> call them bacon it. Is that what you call them? You could. That's right. Well, bacon it. They, they, <laughs> they were so good. I'm telling you folks, they were delicious. I'm telling you, if you have a dog, and I'm not saying, Christina, you're not a dog or anything, but I'm saying if you had a dog, I mean, the things they eat, they would love the bacon flavor. Oh my gosh, they go nuts. It's like, if they like bacon strips, they would love these things. Oh yeah. Uh, you might as well hide the box, or the dog's going to destroy it. That's right. Ugh. You just want a box of bacon. Of bacon. <laughs> so, so good. Anyway, I did, through some miracle, <laughs> get through the Holland 1839 review. Uh, check that out in the in the coming week, folks. We're going to put that on YouTube as well. Um, it is a Dutch Euro Pale Lager, um, so check that out. 5% ABV. Check it out on YouTube this week. So we put out a few other videos also on YouTube. Um, the Go Nuts Pecan Ale has been released from Abita Brewing Company, Abita Springs, Louisiana. And by the way, folks, Wednesday is the first day of Gator hunting season in Louisiana. And anybody else who is a fan of the show Swamp People, and I'm trying, folks, I'm going back in time and binge-watching what I can find. I'm trying to get Christina Swade over to watch Swamp People as well. I love I, Troy. I got too much to work on. Oh, come on! What, what do you mean? You got too much to work on to see a bunch of, of Bayou folks going out making day living in the month of September. Not September, but September. And shooting alligators off the boat. Sorry, folks. My family's from Louisiana. I can't help it. So, um, you should watch it, though. I'm trying to get Christina into it. So if you're a Swamp People fan, thank you. But if not, go check it out. But this is the this week is um, basically kicking off uh, alligator season in Louisiana on Wednesday, September the 5th. 
So I uh, decided to have the Abita Springs, uh, Abita Brewing Company that is, Go Nuts uh, Pecan Ale. Pretty cool ale, folks. So check out the video on YouTube. It actually was really good. It was actually very surprising, I think. Um, also, we'll be releasing very soon the Goose Island Fulton Street Blend. Yes. Which was a coffee-based uh, beer. Interesting. So check out that review as well. We'll be releasing that throughout the week. And then last evening, I also uh, reviewed the Andigata. Yes. From Abita Brewing Company from Abita Springs, Louisiana. That's an 8% ABV brew, folks. So let's put it this way. After I had it, without some food, I was down for the count. Yes. So those videos will all be sent out as well on YouTube this week. They'll be released. Um, we also did release recently, in the past couple of weeks, the 1917 $1. Yes. Uh, video as well on YouTube. Pretty cool. Interesting bill, folks. And then today, uh, again, being Sunday, September 2nd, uh, we did record the review for the 1935 and 1957 uh, $1 silver certs. So that video will be going out uh, and released this week on YouTube, hopefully as well. So a lot going on. Yes. A lot going on. So, all right. So um, a couple other things to talk about. College football. Talked about... Um, I don't really talk about the, really the preseason or the, the NFL much. Eh. We'll talk about that once week one hits. Talked about a product review. Yes. Talked about our savings. Yes. Talked about the videos. Mm-hmm. So, also, folks, this weekend, StarCast and All In. Again, an independent-style promotion from one Cody Rhodes. And the Young Bucks is going on in Chicago, Illinois, or as Steve Austin would say, Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> going on this weekend. Um, we were thinking about also ordering the All In and StarCast events. But 40 hours of content and the panels, the Bruce Pritchard roast, all that stuff, we don't have time for 40 no. hours of content like that. No. Um, if you want to check it out, folks, you can check it out on the Fight TV app as well if you haven't checked it out already since we're already in the middle of it. Um, so that's going on this weekend as well. Um, a lot of stuff going on. I mean, a lot of things yeah. have happened. Yeah. It's hard to keep up. I mean, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn happened. Yeah. A SummerSlam happened. All this stuff happened. Brock Lesnar left WWE to go back to UFC. Yeah. Busy. Got a lot of stuff going on. But at any rate, folks, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up this particular open. Yes. And jump into the main thrust of the podcast, and that being uh, our interview with you. So, all right, folks, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this particular open up. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you found a couple laughs out of it. Check out all the videos on YouTube that we are releasing. A lot of things that we've done. A lot of things we're gonna do. A lot of things we're planning on doing before the end of the year. We're on that final push, folks. We're yes. in September, right? So, Christina, before we get into the 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 interview that we have yes. that I conducted with you and you were so kind to give time to all of our listeners for. Uh, let's talk about kind of um, what they're going to be basically listening to here in a few minutes. So the first thing you're probably going to hear after this open, I shouldn't say probably, but you will hear <laughs> this open, um, is a quick rundown that was actually recorded at the Fairfax Comic Con. Yes, on the 26th. Uh, yes, on the 26th of August. I did accompany Christina to the Fairfax Comic Con for the second day. So Christina, what did you think of this, this con? It was interesting because it was new. I think a more established con would have a better flow of traffic. But you did have some good sales. Oh yes, con. you had some good interactions, some good uh, good feedback. Stop, yep, good folks stopped by the booth, and you were right next to Tim Shin. Yes, you were on vendor row, basically next to Tim Shin. Tim Shin is whom? He is a serious or major player whenever it comes to the DC Marvel comic arena. Mm -hmm. So you can definitely find him, his comics at least. He does Batman, um, just name one, that was a picture I saw that he had out on display. And what he was doing for the Fairfax Comic Con, was that just delivering pieces that he had custom? Yep, he uh, already had orders ready to fill, 
and he was just making the deliveries. Making the deliveries and hanging out. Yes, he was already, as he said, in the black whenever he showed up at day one. Nice. And you did a little booth setting yes. for Tim Shin as well when he went and did one of his panel things or one of his main stage events. A sketch, a sketching competition. <sighs> a sketching competition? Yes. There's did the, he win it? Yeah, and with how it worked is the first sketch he had five minutes to do. Next one, four minutes, three minutes, two minutes, one minute. He won it? I don't know. I oh, we got to figure that out. <laughs> I'm building the guy up over here. I'm putting him over, much like Christian does on the ENC podcast. <laughs> but I'm putting myself, I'm putting this guy over. I'm putting myself over in the process, and then he totally killed my momentum. And then across from Tim was Popmon. Who? Popmon. He does a lot of Spider-Man. Oh. <laughs> May I say this nicely? Nerd. You're I, such a nerd. You and then I had the nail lords on the other side of me. Uh, folks, listen. On the second day... <laughs> You should have seen me there, folks. I mean, this recording was taken under duress. Hmm. I mean, it was made under duress. I, I, I didn't have words. I mean, to see some of these folks coming into the con on the second day in costume and cosplay, seeing the Ghostbusters, Nightcrawler, and even John Cena. Cena. <laughs> John Cena. A person dressed up as John Cena with the hat, the jean shorts, the shoes, the belt. He yeah. had everything. Yeah. As John Cena. All I wanted to do was look at him and do the little five-knuckle shuffle thing with the you can't see me. I would have done the Cena sucks. You can tell him, let's go Cena. You're a girl. You can do that. <laughs> I can do the Cena sucks. Anyway, folks, um, it was an interesting experience. Uh, Christina made some sales. Yes. Uh, had some good uh, discussions, good conversations. Um, a couple of weeks ago, you also did a signing as well. Um, at uh, the Fairfax Barnes & Noble. Yes. So that actually turned out really well as well. Um, your heart melted over a little girl mm -hmm. uh, who basically bought a copy, uh, volume one and two of your book. Um, little girl, probably eight to ten years old, would you say? Yeah. Um, probably sixth grade, about. Okay, so we're looking at ten to twelve. Yeah. That, that's the case. So, yeah, eight to twelve, that sort of thing. But um, very happy to get copies of your book and heart melted. Oh, yeah. So you had some good signings, good events, and you're looking at uh, another event coming up, what, uh, next weekend? September next 9th? weekend, yes, and then on the 22nd of September. So what's going on September 9th? September 9th, I will be at the Ashburn One Loudon Barnes & Noble. Mm -hmm. On the 22nd of September, I will be at the Barnes & Noble Potomac Alexandria. Mm -hmm. And then on November 11th, I will be at the Frederick, Maryland Comic Con. Yeah. You would think it would have a better name than that. I mean, I as a Frederick, Maryland native myself, you would think it would be a better name. Sorry, folks. And then the last con that I have scheduled thus far is the Steel City Con in December. It's in Monroeville, right outside Pittsburgh, for December 7th, 8th, and 9th. You mean we have to go to Pennsylvania? Yes, we have to go to Pennsylvania. I have to go to the outskirts of Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Home of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. The Pittsburgh Penguins. Or yes. Penguins. 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 <laughs> or the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yes. Arg. What evs? Fine. I will go to support you. So, folks, basically, Christina's schedule vicariously is my schedule. Um, I really enjoyed the time. It, it's a good journey. I mean, yeah. putting all the kidding aside. Because um, we do have to jest here a little bit. But... Um, you're very busy. And there's a possible con in October. I'm going to confirm a few details and we'll let our listeners know. Yeah. So before we get into both the, the recording from day two at the Comic-Con for those few minutes that we did have a quick recording from your booth, then also into your interview, 
Um, I did want to mention, just very quickly, where can people find your books, Christina? They can find them on um, both e-copy on print and e-copy at Amazon mm -hmm. and Barnes & Noble and just e-copy at Google Play. Gotcha. So basically probably the best place to find Christina's books, regardless of the format that you choose, the Imperial Legends series, you can find out more at ImperialLegends.com. Yes, everything's there. More information is getting loaded as soon as I can get it made. Mm -hmm. um, you also have a preface. Yes, video as well. they can no, listen to it. Yep, for the preface of the book. Um, you noticed a, a larger demand for audiobooks. Yes, in and the last few we are years, looking so. for resources for that. Yep, so we're working on that as well, folks. Working on the Frugal Snob stuff, working on the videos on the channel. We're pretty busy. Yes. We are busy. Plus, we work full-time. We have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, when do we sleep? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, folks, um, it's been an interesting journey. Um, the past few weeks have been extremely busy, as you can probably assume. And grueling. Yeah, they've been grueling. They just... A lot of it, it takes a lot out of you. I mean, just one of your book signings for those three hours. You know, you, you get home at night and you're just thinking, I feel like I was just gone for 12 hours. Yeah. You know, and those few hours that you're there signing, meet and greeting, that kind of thing, it, it's tough. But um, it gets the name out there. But probably the best place to find all the information you need, folks, is at imperiallegends.com. Um, also available on Facebook, facebook.com slash series. But the best place to probably find all things about the book is at imperiallegends.com. So when you go there, you can find an audio sample of the preface of book one. You can also find a means to access and basically buy yeah. Christina's book. You My calendar's there. Yes. Come meet me. Come meet me. <laughs> yes. So good stuff, folks. Um, we also were able to pump the Frugal Sounds podcast, promote it a little bit at the Fairfax Comic Con. So that was really good stuff as well. So let's go ahead and get into it now, folks. Um, as always, be well, never pay retail. And again, we'll be back for episode 131 as well. Check out all the videos on YouTube, and we hope that you also check out Christina's books. So let's go ahead and get into it with uh, our recap from day two of the Fairfax Comic Con coming right up. We hope you enjoy. Be well, never period tale. Take care of yourself and each other, folks. Hey, everybody. Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. And for once... I am with Christina today. Yes, you are. Usually I, I, I carry you along with this, with this podcast, but she carries on the show anyway. <laughs> However, folks, today is Sunday, August 26, 2018. By the way, happy anniversary to my parents. It is their 23rd anniversary. Good save. Thank you. I just remember that. Oh, my goodness. i got to make sure I wish my parents a happy anniversary. At any rate, folks, today we are at day two of the Fairfax Comic Con from the Dulles Expo Center. We've been pumping this for the past couple of weeks. Uh, Christina, and really this little snippet this vignette is really for you um we told our listeners that we would basically put out some audio content relating to your adventure with your book signings right yes so last weekend you had a signing where at the barnes and noble in fairfax excellent and you actually did pretty well there i was there with you um and of course sophie melted your heart oh yeah she was too much of a sweetheart so folks not to give away full names or anything like that but um you actually had a pretty nice uh, outing oh yes last week on uh, sunday and um a little girl melted your heart. So yes. she actually came to meet you personally. Yeah. So her dad brought her out. Good dad, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, brought her out to meet you and ask you some questions. And she actually bought both your books. Yes. So thank you, Sophie, for buying the books. And uh, you actually sent a nice little message on Facebook yes. for Sophie as well. By the way, folks, you'll see images and updates at facebook.com slash series. Yes. And also at imperiallegends.com. And also, Christina, you just released an audio sample this morning. Yes, I did. For we... the preface of the book. You can find yes. that there as well. It's about 3 minutes 50 seconds. More's coming. Just give us time because we did get a good demand for an audio version of the book. Right. I'm glad you brought that up. So yesterday you were here on day one and several people took cards from your booth. Yes. 
um, and apparently a lot of people would, would buy your book if it were an audiobook. I mean, you're getting a pretty decent amount of traffic with the paper copy, right? Yes. However, the, the ebook is available as well for Kindle and Nook, but also you see a demand for audiobooks. Yes, so and I will try to do my best to accommodate that. To, to, so to serve that demand, you have this uh, snippet. Yes. The preface from book one, volume yes. one of your book. A teaser. A teaser, <laughs> so to speak. So it is out there, folks. You can find it actually at Imperial Legends, all one word, no spaces, no underscores, no dashes, dot com. It's imperiallegends.com. If you'd like to know more about Christina's book, you can send an email to info at imperiallegends.com as well. It's also the best place probably to find you for signings, bookings, things like that Exactly, as well. and I will be sending out, I would say, a monthly newsletter with upcoming dates and happenings with the editions of the website, upcoming <clears throat> dates that are newly posted. Just general updates and cool tricks about that are going to be featured on the site to help you read the book. Right, that's pretty cool, and I think that that's actually unique for your books. You have a translation guide in the book. Yes, and I'll have audio pronunciations on the website. Yep. So a lot more is coming for that. So your upcoming dates, you have a couple of dates coming up, right? Yes, I have September 9th. I'll be at the One Loud in Barnes and Noble in Ashburn, Virginia. Mm -hmm. I will be at the. From what time to what time? That is from noon to three. Gotcha. Okay. And then I will be at the Barnes & Noble Alexandria Potomac on September 22nd from 11 to 2. Excellent. And then finally, the, uh, at least I have it on my calendar, November 11th mm -hmm. in Frederick, Maryland at the Frederick, Maryland Comic Con. And that is from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Right. And we'll bring more updates on these signings and bookings as we move along, folks. But we did want to dedicate some of our time to Christina, at least today since we are at the Fairfax Comic Con. So whatever you hear in the, in the background, folks, in terms of noise, that's organic. So we are here sitting at your booth. Live. Live. And we'll go ahead and bring some additional snippets as we go about the adventure today on day two. So we're going to wrap this up, and hopefully you have a good day today, and I'm here to support you. It's time to kick butt. That's right. <laughs> All right, folks. Until we speak again, be well, never pay your retail, take care of yourself and each other, and stay tuned for the next snippet. Hey, folks. Justin from Stomps.com. We hope you enjoyed our recap and our coverage from day two of the Fairfax Comic-Con. And coming right up is our interview with Christina Knapp, author of Imperial Legends, volumes one and two. First volume being what, Christina? Birth of the Karoshino Priestess. And volume two? Battle for the Karoshino Priestess. All right, folks, we hope you enjoy the interview. Hey, everybody, Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. But I am not here today in the name of the Frugal Snobs podcast, but I do have my co-host from the Frugal Snobs podcast, Christina, joining me. Hello. Hello. So Christina and I decided to do a, a quick rundown and really have a discussion about your books. Yes. We've talked about your books, the Imperial Legends series, over the past few weeks on the Frugal Snobs podcast. But we've never gone into detail. Exactly. We've been so busy with so many other things and trying to get content out that we really didn't give you your spotlight that you deserve. So we're going to go ahead and talk about Christina's books today. Talk about where you've been, what the journey's been like, what you've been doing, and what you plan to do, and also give any advice to, let's say, future writers and self-publishers. Is that fair? Yeah. It also, this also applies to content creators as well. So with the podcast, I know that we have to generate a lot of organic content. So we're going to talk about organic content as well. Is that fair? That's fair. All right. So, you know, we we are co-hosts on the Frugal Sounds podcast, and we have a lot of fun with that. But I really, how do I put this? I enjoy what we do on the podcast, but... I think the world you've entered into is something that's totally foreign to me, and I have to respect you for that. I, I've i written quite a bit myself in terms of academic articles or things like that, but I've never written um, a, 
a work like this, a series, and you have a total of six books in the series, right? Yes. Volumes one and two are out. Yes, the first one is Birth of the Kaurishino Priestess, mm-hmm. and the second one is Battle for the Kaurishino <clears throat> Priestess. Excellent. So, before we get into really more questions about the books, so let's talk about where you can get the books. So we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but we've been kind of rushed. But folks, you can find the books in print and, I believe, digital. So Christina yes. will give a little more detail on the digital uh, versions. But you can find the print versions on barnesandnoble.com and also on Amazon. And yes? Then, yes, and you can find the ebooks on both Amazon, Barnes & Noble, but <clears throat> Google Play as well. Gotcha. And you also have a website yes. for the series as well. So if you're kind of wondering, folks, where you can get the book and you, you don't really want to go back and think about, oh, where did they say they can find this book? Just go to imperiallegends.com, right? Imperiallegends.com, all one word, no dashes, no underscores, no spaces, of course. And you'll be able to buy your copy there, okay? Via Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and, of course, the digital content delivery. So Everything, everything is linked in. Yep, everything you're going to need is at imperiallegends.com. All right, so let's go ahead and get a little bit deeper into the, the, the series itself. Um, so I have to ask, what inspired you to write a six-book series? I never meant it to be six books, but with how the ideas just kept coming, I was initially going to have three books. Mm-hmm. But with how thick the first one came out, I took your advice and split it into two. So, folks, I, I just wanted to mention here, I mean, Christina and I are, are partners in life. Let's put it that way. Is that fair? Yes. That's nice to say. Yes. It's very sweet. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, in, in our partnerships in life, it also includes uh, business-oriented partnerships, right? So, um, I wanted to use some of my know-how and to assist Christina in kind of helping her better market um, and, uh, how to put it, uh, distribute Yes. Your, your books. And, and you're right. The first book came out to be over 500 pages. Yes. And that was released at really in a limited uh, run, let's yes. say. Um, it was it, nearly 200,000 words. <laughs> and over 500 pages. Yes. So uh, what we felt is that, one, the, the book itself is very lengthy um, in terms of someone finishing something of that size yes especially with it being the initial book exactly so um that was available in a limited run so you did sell a few copies of Mm -hmm. this run of the book um but in the end and you signed a couple of copies as well but uh in the end you decided to go with a a split of two books initially so that's how we're we're at the point of volumes one and two and that makes it more consumable it does and and i i think for you it also makes it much more marketable yeah, because that way people can start with volume one, yes. and move on to volume two, right, and graduate on to volume two. So, really, you were going to have, I assume, three, like you said, three books in this series. Yes. Were they were they all planned to kind of be of the same length? No, I wasn't planning anything. I had no formula, no rhyme or reason with how I was writing it. I was just writing it to write. Stream of consciousness. Yes. <laughs> and the ice just just kept coming and coming and coming, and as you're as you're incorporating these in. I guess just the pages kept flowing and flowing and flowing, right? Exactly. And you don't want to kill any content because you never know where you're going to use it. Right, right. And so you have this um, multi-book series, right? Yes. Now, I do want to ask a a bit of an outside question and uh, a little bit of an an 
ad hoc question, so take your time in the answer. Um, if it catches you a little off guard, I apologize. But I do have to ask, right? So your series is inspired by what exactly? You mean like, what, what is it influenced by? Yes, and then I'm going to ask a follow-up question. Okay. <laughs> there, are, I, I have been an anime guru for, I can honestly say, 20 years now. I got into it in the 90s. Am I allowed to officially call you a nerd yes. in an interview? Yes. Good. Excellent. But I took ideas. I didn't actually take anything verbatim, but it's like... When I listen to certain music, because I always am listening to music when I'm writing, because mm-hmm. that is definitely a major influence in what I write. Mm-hmm. Like when I was writing the battle scene, I was listening to more instrumental epic orchestral mm-hmm. pieces. Mm-hmm. And that helped write because I could visualize in my mind what was actually happening on the battlefield based on the music I was listening to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting, before you, you go any further, I was just going to bring this up, and, and we are not massive fans of, let's say, opera. But, you know, opera's like that. When you have stage performances of opera, you have orchestral pieces that go with it. And it sounds like almost in the same way you're looking at something similar to trying to match what you would envision a performance to look like. Yes. Along with the, the instrumentals, but doing it simultaneously. So it's not like with a screenplay where you perf- you basically film everything and then you match it to uh, pieces. Yes, I'm right? actually matching my content to the music that I'm listening to. Right, in real time. Yes. So that, that itself is, is unique. Um, so, okay, so you this is basically a, a series inspired by... By music. Uh, but influenced by anime. In, in, influenced by anime... A little bit by the DC world, the DC Marvel universe. A little bit, not much, because I've watched that. And then also a little bit of other various sci-fi shows that I've finished. So, so really what you're looking to do is create some sort of blended approach that's new. Yes. But but takes, I won't say takes like verbatim, of course. So it's not necessarily a plagiarizing effort. But yeah. it... It, it takes themes yes. from, or overtones from these these other sources and then combines them into one source. With my own twist to make them unique. So I have to ask this question. So we haven't really covered it yet, and we will in more detail, but you've done everything on this organically. Everything. Right? So even the cover art yes. is all done organically. So you've done everything. You wrote it, you published it, you did all of the art. Yes. So here's my question. It... If this is meant to be, an, uh, how do I put it, uh, an anime-influenced uh, or inspired series, do you find it maybe difficult to compete potentially with actual anime series that are available, and I mean truly in an anime format, in other words, a, a visual context, like a series context, or is it something that's anime-inspired but works well with the written word. I think it works well with the written word. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, with how I'm crafting the website, it's going to be interactive on there. I'm going to have various maps for people to look at, so they will get the visual thing mm-hmm. on the website. Mm-hmm. They can uh, they will soon be able to actually see the map layout of all four regions with each 
of the three countries per region in there. They'll see where the battlefield's at. They'll see what the stones in the first two books mean and who has them and what they do, what colors they are, what they look like, and things like that. Gotcha. So, and you also have um, pronunciation guides available yes. as well? They're actually printed in the back of the book. Excellent. So, before we go any further, you just mentioned a lot of content. Yes. Right? So, we talked about what inspires the book. Yes. But... You know, I've asked this before. What is this thing about? <laughs> so, what is your series actually about? So, walk us through your your main character and really what her journey is like, at least in the first two books. Okay, within the first two books, uh, it starts off with her kind of like daydreaming because she wants to be a quote unquote professional wrestler. Who is she? Karia. And she ends up winning the first ever California Ultimate Fighters women's title. Ultimate Fighters women's title? Yes. For the state of California. For the state of California. Yes. Interesting. So basically she's a a, a mixed martial artist with a pro wrestler blended. Yes. Basically a combat athlete. How's that? Is that better? She's a female combat athlete. Interesting. That's how it kicks off. Gotcha. But then, whenever she's not off on her own, doing her own thing with that, she's actually this real shy, timid girl, and can't really tell people what she truly feels about things. I see. So, she's stepped on like crazy. Gotcha. So, where, where does she come from? And... What really happens to her throughout this book is my, my next question. So, Well, the next step in the book is she gets taken from one world, mm-hmm. which is kind of like the world we live in now, mm-hmm. to this mysterious, like, ultimate world. And um, she gets there because she ends up in a car accident. Someone rear-ends her, sends her flying down a hill mm-hmm. and into a tree. I see. So, I guess when she comes to, so to speak... She wakes up in that world. Gotcha. So, it's a, it's an ultimate alternate world. Yes! <laughs> so, and she basically, I assume, has to... Find out what or who she truly is in that world. Like, what is her purpose in life? Gotcha. So, th- does she have an alternate self in that world? No. Or... Okay, so she... She can only exist... In one or the other world. Gotcha. gotcha. So there's not like a mirror universe kind of no. thing. No. Gotcha. Some characters have the mirror character, but they cannot coexist. So it's kind of like the influence of each of these worlds is based on her existence in it. Yes. Wow. Deep. That's, now I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but it's, it, you, you know, you, you hear all these like mirror universe type of stories or departures or alternate timelines. And usually it's because a person exists in both timelines. And due to a historical event, one you are where you are. Right? Yes. It's kind of like, it, it, for anybody who isn't a sci-fi person or, an, in your case, you know, an anime person, it's kind of like if you watch Back to the Future. Same kind of concept, right? You have alternate realities based on historical events. Alternate ti- uh, different timelines. Right. Alternate timelines based on one combined historical event or one common event with a different outcome in each case. In your case, it's not only really based on an outcome of an event, it's based on a person's existence and their influence on events. Yes. Wow. Okay. 
Gotcha. And the best part is, I'm actually writing a prequel to this. We'll actually explain how she got into the original world that we found her in. Gotcha. So basically, the, the series is about, at least for, for the time being, it's about Karia. Yes. Who is living in one particular reality or one world. Yes. Has a car accident, wakes up in a different, ultimate, alternate world. Yes. And basically, she finds out who she is, what her purpose is in that world, accepts being in that world. Yes, yes. and then you transition into book two. Right. Where she actually does her training, gets her power stones... As you want, as you can call them. So, what are these power stones? You talked about them already, and you talked about them to me before. What are these things? There's eight different stones. They're called the Kairoshino stones, and there's four priestesses. Each one has two, mm-hmm. and then whenever you get to the battle, it's like a tournament. Two country or two regions fight each other, and then the next day, the other two regions fight each other, and the winner of those two battles fight each other for the ultimate. And the only way to win the war is by killing the other priestess and taking her stones. So what do you do with these stones? What do they control? They control patwa, wind, water, fire, earth, rain. One actually has mind control. So that's part of some of the stones that I can name off the top of my head. So take, taking a departure here, this is not like a Captain Planet kind of deal. No! Gosh, Correct? no. Gotcha. Because, I mean, that's one of the first things that, that we, we talked about. I'm like, this sounds similar to the Planeteers, but it's not. No, the stones are actually assimilated into her body. Gotcha. And then whenever she die, whenever the priestess dies, they fall out of her body, and then the other priestess grabs them and then assimilates those also into her body to interact with the other stones. And as you add stones to your body, the powers grow stronger. So, basically, your goal is to have all the stones. Yes. Gotcha. Power stones. Okay, so um, another thing I wanted to ask about is you, you mentioned the Kairoshino stones. Yes. Where is all of your naming convention coming from for this book? Mo- or the books, I should say. Some of them have, or most of the words that are foreign sounding have a Japanese influence. Mm-hmm. But, for example, like with Kairoshino, that's actually something I made up off the top of my ha- head based off of. A, a band I like, and a last name of a Sailor Moon character. Gotcha. So, basically, the pronunciation guides are in each book. Yes. Kairoshino is Kairos from the band, mm-hmm. and Hino from the one character's last name, smashed together. Gotcha. So it's a portmanteau. Yes. Yeah. It's a big fancy book for saying two words that you jam together. Yes. Portmanteau. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, um, a question I would have is, okay, let's say that I have the books, right? And I want to know how to properly pronounce all of these things. I can use your pronunciation guide, right? Yes. Does it have phonetic, like, broken down? It has the I... translations on it. On the website, we'll have the actual click here to listen to this word. Right. It's similar to kind of like Wikipedia when you click on the little the little icon, the speaker yes. icon. So you're going to have something like that also added to the website. Yes. So you'll be able to uh, remove all doubt. So yes. That's part of that interactivity, right? Yes. So you have maps, you'll have pronunciation guide. Character guides, so yep. you can see where each character's from. Right. All right, so you've been through this, this process, and you're happy to get this done, and you have a total of six books that you're planning in the series. Uh, book three is going to be released March of next year? March of 2019. Gotcha. It so, is handwritten, getting typed up, and beefed up. Okay, so you... Um, 
you have the, the, the printed copy. You have the digital copies available. Yes. And you are currently investigating and researching the best way to release audiobooks. Yes. So, interestingly enough, folks, I actually attended the Fairfax Comic Con. Yes. Yes, on August 25th and 26th. I should say the 26th only for me. But, Christina, you were at this event in... For two days. In, yes, in Fairfax for two days, yeah? Yes. So, while you were there, you noticed that a lot of folks came by your booth, a lot yes. of folks took cards, you made some sales, but you also saw a, an increased request for audiobooks. Yes, and I was surprised by that. I mean, I never thought that audio, audio would be the way to go. Right, and, and I understand people commute and things like that, um, but I would also think that people would want, um, you know, the print copy or something like that. So there seems to be a, a, a greater interest in the book if it were an audio yes. book series, right? At least six people ask me for audio. Right. So you are looking for and investigating a means for an audiobook. Yes, and to do it as economical as possible. Right, but also as the highest quality possible. Exactly. Right? And then we also have to think of a distribution model for that. Um, but for now, I mean, the book is available in print. It's also available digital as an ebook. So get out there and get it, folks. Volumes 1 and 2. Um, now, you've had a couple of signs up to this point. Yes. And have you enjoyed your experiences? It's been fun. I mean, it can be a little exhausting. But actually, when you're interacting with the people, you don't even think about your energy levels. They just go through the roof. Right. And so you had a, you had a couple of signings so far. So you're, you're still new. Yeah. But at the same time, you're actually seeing success. Yes. And that's important. So if, if somebody wanted to get into th this particular realm, and I don't just mean in your genre, which is a very unique one, I would... I would ask also if somebody wants to get into the writing game, so to speak, yes. and they're a younger writer. Let's say they're they're in their teens and maybe their early twenties, and they want to start writing a book. Maybe they talk about writing a book. Everybody talks about writing a book. Oh right? yeah, but they never actually do it. Exactly. So one, what got you basically motivated to actually finish it? And two, what would you give in terms of advice to somebody who's starting up the process? At least when you're getting started, keep. Notebooks, keep sticky pads, keep pens all nearby, keep them in your nightstand, keep them in your backpack, by your desk, keep them in your office desk, it doesn't matter, just keep it nearby because you never know when that next idea is going to come to you. Wait a minute, you said keep them in an office desk. Yes. People should be working. Hey, it, it, when it comes to you, it comes to you. You can't tell it when it can't, can't, it can't work or when it can't, it can't come to you. So you're telling me I should carry a post-it pad in one pocket and a pen in the other pocket? Basically, at all times. <laughs> I've gotten ideas whenever I'm riding public transit to work. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so I gotta ask about this too. So, this pen thing. Yes. You keep pens of all colors, all types. You don't have any, any discriminatory aspects no. toward your pens. I keep pink ones. I keep purple, green, blue, black, all in my backpack. And then you organize all these notes and, and jots and, and back of napkin type of comments, things like that, when you're ready, right? Yes, I actually pre-print the pages I'm going to write the book on mm -hmm. and then slap the, the sticky notes onto them in the sections I want them to be in. So before you take everything to a, a document, word processing, that kind of thing, right, to the actual electronic format, so you do all this stuff writing by hand, is it, do you find it's easier for you to, I guess, retain, or do you feel more of a connection in that with the hand writes it, the mind comprehends and accepts it, or how does that work? 
basically, it's kind of like when people take notes in college, you know what I'm saying? Like where if the hand writes, the mind retains versus people that record things or things like that. I'm just curious. Basically, I handwrite to get the idea out because my mind is moving, at, I would say, at least 100 miles an hour trying to play the whole scene out in my mind and I'm visualizing it and I'm just writing as fast as I can see things happening. So whenever I actually go to get it typed up and make it in print form, I can then go back in and add more details about like what that bottle looked like, what that dress looked like, what that wall looked like, what that landscape looked like. I can add more details there as it's getting typed up so, into final print. So question I have, you know, obviously in the digital age, Right, and the Internet of Things, and the age of the cloud. Right, I love all these things that we assign these labels. We assign to things we had 20 years ago, but just now became consumer friendly. Yes, basically. So a question I have for you is, you know, digital recording. Right, it used to be micro cassettes. Yes. Uh, now it's basically just recording on your mobile devices. Yes. Uh, my question is. Have you thought about using maybe a recording device just to record, like a dictation kind of thing, a voice dictation, or does that just not work for you? Is it better for you to write? I've not. A writer writes always, right? Exactly. That's kind of how I've been with it, because you I can't record half the places where I'm at. Like, it's going to be so hard to record an idea on a metro train. You're not going to be able to hear it right, or if you're on the bus and there's horns and people chatting, and it's just writing because it's a more peaceful way to get it done. So do you have a more of a connection with your work as you write versus just saying the idea? I'm just curious. I'm just trying to get into the, the delving into the psychology of, of what you're doing. And also, again, for, for a younger person or for someone who's just starting out, they may have that temptation to use a digital recording device, right, versus writing it down. So you would really suggest, at least... Do, I guess, do what's best for you, but you're yes. suggesting write it down. For me, writing is the best way to get things down. But if you are more of a digital person, go ahead and do the digital. But then don't be afraid to go back and make your edits. Don't be afraid to say, oh, I don't like this. Change it. Right, because I mean, I think for some people, they can listen back to an idea. And then as they hear it read by themselves, or how should I say it? They think about it. by themselves. Right, as themselves, they, they, they think about it. Yes, um, it's kind of like it also helps remove any kind of bias. Yes. So when you write things down, to you it may seem great because you wrote it down, right? But maybe hearing it back might give you a different perspective. Yes. Right? Okay. Excellent. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. So let's go ahead and, and tell everybody where they can find you, how they can book you. You're busy. Yes. You're a busy, young professional. Yes. And an excellent author. So... All right, so let's go ahead and talk about where folks can find you. Where can they find you? If you want the paperback version, or as I call it, the old school version, you can get those at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. They have both the first and second volumes there. So the best way to find those on each site is to basically just search for Imperial Legends, correct? Yes, or you can actually go through my website, and they're all linked in. And same with the ebook copy, which can be found at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Google Play. So probably the easiest place to go. For all things Imperial Legends is the website. Exactly. ImperialLegends.com. Everything is there. ImperialLegends.com, folks. Everything is there. And there's more content added uh, continually. Yes. Um, again, you're also working on an, the audio book. However, um, an audio sample will be provided. Yes. Uh, for the preface of book one. So uh, we're in the process of, of improving that audio sample. But there is a sample there right now. Yes. So 
check everything out at imperiallegends.com. And what about social media? Social media, we are at Facebook at Imperial Legends Series. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Instagram, Imperial Legends Series. Gotcha. And you're also working on a Twitter handle as well to get moving. Yes. Uh, on Twitter. But again, it's going to probably be a limited thing with Twitter just because you're busy. Exactly. Right? And it's only going to be at the events. Right. And probably the best way... Uh, to get in touch with you yes, uh, directly for bookings, signings, uh, things like that, is to do one of two things, right? Yes. Uh, folks can either join your mailing list. Yes. And uh, we'll provide um, the mailing list as well at imperiallegends.com. Yes. And if they want to get in touch with you directly yes. for a booking or a signing, uh, they can send an email to info at imperiallegends.com. Yes. Fair? Yes. All right, Christina, thank you for your time, and we can rock on with the, with the Frugal Sounds podcast, and you can, quote-unquote, rock on yes. with Imperial Legends. And again, this is justinfrugalsnobs.com. I'm here to support Christina in any way that I can. It's a journey she's taken kind of on her own. All I'm here to do is support her the best I can, and the best thing everyone else can do out there, if you like what you heard and you want to support Christina, is buy the book. Yes. Fair? Yes. Excellent. All right, folks, take care of yourself and each other, and Christina, thank you for your time. Thank you.